0: It right I have a little date with my baby last night now it's early
1: in the morning I mean early in the morning
0: well it's early in the morning and I ain't got nothing but the blues. yeah I know what you're thinking you're thinking no, oh, wait a minute we tuned in last week to hear the new theme song and this is not that what's going on Hollander well I Here's something interesting about me. I like to change my mind when I have a better idea. And so with absolute full respect to the wonderful Beck Hansen, that musical creative genius, I've decided uh, maybe uh, maybe the song that we played last week, uh, Sex Laws with three X's, uh, while a bouncy... Enjoyable tune. It's a little bit off-brand for this Impolite Company's Wind Down Friday because, you know, the great Joe, the late great Joe Williams and one of his signature songs, even though Louis Jordan performed it originally, uh, early in the morning, uh, it just seemed a little bit more on-brand. As you know, our uh, show's godfather, the great Chris Seer. Uh, refers to this show affectionately, I presume, as the bippity-boppity, jazzy adult hour. So, um, early in the morning is our new permanent theme song, at least until I change my mind again. Good morning to you, dear listener. You are, in fact, tuned in to Impolite Company's Wind Down Friday. I am your host, Yale Hollander. Happy to be in the studio in the Cheltenham neighborhood of St. Louis, Missouri proper. Alongside me is our delightful, effervescent co-host, Annalicia Coker. Annalicia, good morning and happy new year.
1: Good morning and happy new year to you, Yale.
0: Glad to have you here.
1: Ah, gee, thanks. Yeah. And Glad you, to be here.
0: And, and we wouldn't be here were it not for the uh, beneficence of our wonderful sponsors, of which we currently have four. Taco Circus. Taco Circus. Fun at 42. 58 Schiller. Open Wednesday through Monday, 8 to 3, except on the weekends. When they are open Friday and Saturday from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., that's 12 to- 12, 12, towers? It's twelve hours of tacos a day on Friday and Saturday. Seven hours of tacos a day all the rest of the days. Plenty of time for you to go down. And, you know, don't let the name fool you. Taco Circus has more than just tacos. They've got all kinds of Austin-style Tex-Mex cuisine. They've got... Burritos. They've got quesadillas. They've got all kinds of incredible food. Always coming up with new stuff. They've got daily specials. They've got they've got all kinds of uh, uh, things. They get a wild hair. Now the hair won't wind up in your food, but you know they get a wild hair and they decide to do something crazy. You know, follow them on social media and you'll see everything that they're doing. They also happen to have immaculate and very interesting bathroom, a bathroom. So you might want to check that out as well at Taco Circus. Where is Taco Circus located, you ask? Well, I'll tell you, it's at 4258 Schiller. That's at the junction of Schiller and Morgan Ford in South St. Louis. It's in the Bevo neighborhood. What you're going to do if you come from the west is you're going to drive down Gravois and you're going to see the Bevo Mill off to your left and in front of you and you're going to look up and there's going to be a street sign that says Morgan Ford and you are going to make a right on Morgan Ford and you are going to make kind of like a a hairpin turn and then you are going to get to Schiller Place and you are going to see this squat little building that says Taco Circus. You are going to park probably on the street. That's what I would recommend. You are going to walk into Taco Circus. Maybe Christian, the owner, is there. Somebody will be there to serve you. Get you some chips and salsa. Get you some chips and and uh, fresh queso. Order up a whole mess of tacos, or whatever you want to order. Let them tell you what what you're going to order. Put your put your culinary fate in their hands. Let them decide for you exactly what it is you're going to be eating. They 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 won't do you wrong. So that's Taco Circus at 4258 Schiller. Head on down to uh, the uh, historic and picturesque Cherokee Business and Entertainment District and head over to the Fortune Teller Bar. That's a 2635 Cherokee. They've got all of your cocktail needs taken care of there. If you like the more exotic stuff, they've got that. They've got an in-house bitters lab. They actually brew and distill their own. I guess you distill bitters. But they've got their own bitters lab with all kinds of um, variants um, and it's it's a fortune teller bar literally. I mean, we're talking truth and advertising here. You can go in and they have people right there on premises who can let you know what this new year of 2019 has in store for you. They'll read tarot cards, they'll read your palm. they might even uh they might even have some tea leaves around um, and read those. But you want to head over to the Fortune Teller Bar for a cocktail. Very refreshing. Sit by the window. Watch the action of Cherokee Street go by. It's, it's, it's an entertaining and very, very fulfilling and refreshing um, way to spend some time. Fortune Teller Bar, 2635 Cherokee. Or head down to Maplewood. Wonderful Maplewood, Missouri, charming, quaint. Dare I say, Maplewood is a is a, a quaint and humble burg on the uh, eastern fringes of St. Louis County, right near the city county line. And head over to the Crow's Nest. That's right, the Crow's Nest, seventy three thirty six Manchester, right on the main drag of Maplewood, Missouri. It's across the street from the Schnooks. Schnooks came to them. Schnook said, We've gotta we've gotta run shop and save off and and open a store directly across the street from the crow's nest because we know that we can rely on the crow's nest for fantastic pub grub, excellent food coming out of what I and I alone say is the world's smallest and best smelling kitchen. You can get a craft cocktail there, you can get a craft beer there, they've got Cool beers on tap. I mean, literally and figuratively cool beers. I mean, the beer is cold. This isn't one of those, you know, Euro pubs, you know, where they they serve uh, uh, their uh, malted beverages at room temperature. That's just silly. No, not at the Crow's Nest. They take their beer seriously. They take everything seriously there. They take their metal seriously there. I mean, you walk in and there's a gigantic poster of the late, great, dare I say, sainted Lemmy Kilmister, the front man and bassist for Motorhead with an umlaut right there on the wall. They've got a big Bowie poster too, so it's not all about metal, but it's primarily metal. And on the weekends you can go for metal brunch. I mean, where else can you go on a Sunday or a Saturday morning and and have a waffle and listen to King Diamond Not Neil Diamond. No, no. Neil Diamond isn't sufficiently metal for the crow's nest. You can listen to King Diamond or maybe some Motorhead or, you know, uh, not Death Cab for Cutie. What am I thinking? Five-Finger Death Punch, you know. You You can listen to all that magnificent music. You can go there on Wednesday nights at 1030 in the evening, and you can enjoy wild card comedy, which we'll talk about. During the uh, independent comedy roundup towards the end of the show. And, last but not least, Clementine's Naughty and Nice Creamery. Two locations to serve you. Soon to be three. Right now, you can hit them up in Clayton at 730 DeMunn. You can hit them up down in Lafayette Square at 1637 South 18th Street. Naughty and Nice Ice Cream Flavors. That's right. They've got... Booze infused ice cream, frozen treats that actually have alcohol in them. It's a it's a proprietary process the way they do it. This is not alcohol flavored ice cream. This isn't like you know uh, rum raisin ice cream where they have to spell uh, the r uh, the rum with an h because there's not actually any rum in there. No, they have real alcohol in some of their ice creams. Some of them they don't, hence the naughty and nice part of it. They also have their own private blend and private roast of coffee. That's right. They are working in tandem with local coffee roasters Goshen to produce a Clementine's brand of French bistro roast coffee that has been formulated to pair excellently with their ice creams. Uh, and I can uh, I can attest to that. So head on over to Clementine's Naughty and Nice Creamery. They've got all kinds of wonderful seasonal flavors. Uh, just got through the holidays where they had several Christmas and Hanukkah-themed and winter-themed flavors. I'm sure they've still got... Uh, uh, some of that, although they are a small batch creamery, so when it's gone, it's gone, and uh, it's up to them to decide if they're going to make it anymore. So head on over there, see what they've got in the freezer, take home a pint, get yourself a, a scoop. They've got all kinds of cool, multicolored waffle cones that you can get that they bring in from a, a special bakery in Kansas City, or get yourself a waffle bowl. That tends to be my uh, personal favorite. It's a it it combines the convenience. And uh, the neatness factor of eating out of a bowl without sacrificing that delicious cone. So do that. Uh, May I politely recommend the salted crack caramel. It is delicious. Uh, You will not be disappointed. And that's on the nice side of things. So you can be any age whatsoever and enjoy that. Um, If you're a vegan, hey, they love you. They currently are the uh, uh, manufacturers, or, or should I say, you don't brew ice cream. They, they are the crafters of what is now considered to be the best vegan ice cream in America with their uh, coconut fudge flavor. They uh, have committed in 2019 to uh, having four vegan offerings uh, at all times. So looking forward to that. That is their New Year's resolution to you is uh, to to give our vegan friends a little more of a choice. So that's Clementine's Naughty and Nice Creamery. We, of course, also are a very civic-minded radio show slash podcast, so we want to give a shout-out to our friends over at MLS for the Lou who are trying to land a Major League Soccer team for St. Louis. So hashtag MLS for the Lou. We love you. We support you. Go soccer. How was your New Year's on Alicia?
1: Oh man, it was just a it was a rootin' tootin' good time.
0: A rootin' tootin' good time. Uh, I'm gonna ask you to elaborate on that, but first I I, I I want to express my remorse and my regret for not shouting out earlier the fact that this show also comes to you via the skills and talent of one Peyton behind the glass and on the board. So good morning to you, Peyton. The radio station will not let him speak because his voice will impregnate everybody within earshot, including you guys. Because he's equal opportunity that way. So good morning to Peyton, and thank you. So you had a rootin' and tootin' New Year's. Please, please elaborate.
1: Um, man, I, I, uh, I think I I've reached a point in my in my Middle middle aged life. I think I'm maybe middle aged now. No, <laughs> uh, that I don't want to go out to bars and stuff, but I still want to celebrate fairly hard. So I went to a house party at my friend Scott Gresham's house, who you may know. From, I know uh, Scott Gresham. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, his uh, uh, who are we? Yes, uh, uh, with me. He's kind of like a modern day Gatsby. In that uh, he's eccentric and has a lot of money, and ho- holds all kinds of extravagant parties. But unlike Gatsby, where he's like you know kind of a secondary character in his own life, Scott is very much the lead character in his own life. But anyway, he had this big party at his house, which is conveniently three blocks away
0: from me. No, oh, so it's so it's not in the Hamptons. <sighs> not in the Hamptons. Okay, that's no. another distinction. Yeah. Gats- Gatsby.
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, but he does uh, – really, he's just a rich guy that throws a lot of parties. Uh, I guess maybe that's the only – Very wears a lot of suits. It was a really good time. He had hatchet throwing in the backyard.
0: Hatchet throwing?
1: <laughs> yeah. He had like this uh, – like along the fence that would go to the alley. He had okay. like uh, uh, like a target set up, and then he had a bunch of these like little throwing axes – he, they are called axes, but I think they're more like little hatchets. Okay. And we would just lob them, you know. Uh, most people did it skillfully. I uh, didn't hit the fence the first couple times. It just kind of landed in the yard. Okay. Uh, but it was super fun. And somebody took the liberty of printing out the lyrics to "Old Lang Syne. So we all, like, did a bad, like sort of reading the lyrics and sort of just singing another old Lang Syne over or whatever. No, yeah, another that, that's yeah. a Dan Fogelberg song. That's yeah, mixed it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh yeah, it was a silly. It was a good. That's it. Okay. It was it was a hoot and a Holler.
0: And and an axe. And an axe. And several wayward axes, I guess they, you could say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was and, a good.
0: And a fond remembrance of Dan Fogelberg. Oh no, wait, you didn't sing that version of that
1: no, song. No, but that is a great song and I actually like it a lot.
0: Fun fun <laughs> fact. That that song will get me misty eyed. I Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's uh, it, it tugs at the heartstrings. I mean, it's uh um yeah.
1: It, uh, it kind of reminds me of um, the Harry Chapin song, Taxi.
0: Yes, yes, very, very much. Uh,
1: for those of you unfamiliar, Harry Chapin, in my opinion, is one of the greatest folk singers of all time. Uh, and uh, he has a song where he's a cab driver and a lady gets in on a rainy night and it turns into be like one of the loves of his life that got away. Right, And, you know, she's like married to this rich guy and. Anyway, uh, it's sad, it's a sad, it's a sad song.
0: Yeah. Uh, it was, <laughs> he, yeah, he's, he's a cab driver and has kind of acknowledged that he, uh, through, uh, you know, it's, it's, well, I guess it is kind of explicitly stated that, you know, he just kind of became a bit of a wasteoid and, uh. You know, his life is now, you know, driving a cab and living off of everybody else's stories Uh, and, uh, as he says, taking tips and getting stoned. Yeah, Uh, that's his existence, whereas she's gone on uh, to, you know, live in this fabulous neighborhood and wears these, you know, expensive clothes and things like that. And uh, she doesn't seem necessarily to be any happier than him. Which is an interesting parallel to the Dan Fogelberg yeah. song, Another Old Lang Syne, which, by the way, is based on a true story. Um, really? he did He did say that it was it was based on a true story, and they actually interviewed the woman that, oh, that it, was wow. um, and, uh, uh, it was about. And it was about – he had gone back – he he uh, is from Peoria, Illinois. Was Ooh. from Peoria, Illinois. We lost Dan Fogelberg. I want to say around, like, 1995, something like that. Yeah, he, he's been gone a while. He had – he he had cancer.
1: Oh no! Yes,
0: but uh, uh, you know, getting back to the uh, the song itself, uh, he had gone uh, back to Peoria uh, over the holidays. He was in a supermarket getting some stuff at the last minute um, before uh, the stores closed for Christmas Eve, and he ran into his one of his high school girlfriends, and uh, they had kind of this awkward. Um, conversation and they wound up uh just deciding to go and and uh completely innocent. I mean, it was an entirely chaste uh e- encounter. Um they wanted to go and just uh catch up and have a drink at a bar, but all the bars in Peoria were closed, but there was a liquor store that was open, so they bought a six-pack and they just sat uh, in her car and drank beer, which technically I think in Illinois can still get you a DWI even if the engine isn't on, fun fact, although in the 70s when this took place, I don't know if it did. Anyway, it turns out that she had married very well. She had married some uh, a very successful architect, and uh, he, of course, had already started his uh, upward uh, trajectory as far as being a popular musician. And uh, they were just chit-chatting, but it was uh, – they couldn't get beyond the emptiness, the fact that, you know, they they both um, had achieved material and, in his case, career success. Um, but there was still something missing there. But at the end of the day, uh, they realized that their time had come and gone, and they, uh, they separated. Uh, at the end, they went their, their separate ways, and that was that, so – and then the snow turned into rain.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 so that has been that has been your compare and contrast of of two deceased light rock superstars of the seventies yeah. and early eighties. Because uh, Harry Harry Chapin uh, died left in a car us. Crash. Yeah, he died in a car crash um that may or may not have been um the result of him suffering a heart attack behind the wheel i seem to remember that being one of the theories explaining why it was that the accident happened the way it did but if i'm not mistaken i think he hit a fuel truck Ooh. or something yeah i i mean you know again this goes back to, i think this is like 82 or 83 so yeah it's been a while d- he
1: came to my dad's college and my dad saw him
0: so my sister did too uh uh, she saw him. I think about a year before he died. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think it was her fault.
1: Well, we just don't know.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> you never know. So anyway, uh, this all started. Uh, wow, what a what a a, a a derailment that was. But man, that was that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, we were talking about our New Year's. Um, I. Uh, Spent uh, New Year's um, on my own. Uh, I'm not going to say alone because I was actually with friends. Uh, My wife and one of my daughters uh, went to uh, Washington, D.C. to to take care of my brother in law who had a little bit of uh, outpatient surgery and needed a little bit of help around the house. So uh, they went off and did that. Uh, I had to stick around for the day job stuff and and my radio obligations. Um, But uh, I went to the Helium Comedy Club. Uh, Alonzo Bowden, who is a comic that I greatly admire, both for his stand up work, uh, past winner of, of uh, uh, Last Comic Standing, and then also his occasional stints as a panelist on public radio's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Um, but opening for him was uh, our own Libby Higgins, uh, who hosted and uh, did the setup set, and then Bobby Jacox, another. Uh, delightful local sweet boy comic here in St. Louis. He was the the feature, so uh, I hung out with them uh, for a little bit uh, after the show, uh, and uh, we rung in the new year with Alonzo Bowden, and that was very cool. I got to talk with him for a few minutes after the show. I was going to pick my wife up at the airport the following day, so I offered to give him a lift to the airport, but his flight was about eight hours before my wife's came in, so uh, he... Uh, very politely uh, declined my my very generous offer to do that. And uh, so that was kind of my New Year's. I, I needed something to laugh about because my Missouri Tigers, um, shall we say, um, copulated with the canine uh, in Memphis at the Liberty Bowl, um, did not uh, play a particularly good first half against the uh, very motivated uh, Cowboys of Oklahoma State, so they lost the Liberty Bowl thirty-eight to thirty-three. That was disappointing, but gosh, made up for it in spades by going and seeing a hilarious show at Helium that night. Um, New Year's Day was uh, my typical New Year's Day, um, and actually, surprisingly, I was up at like eight a.m., uh, which you know, for New Year's Day, might be a record for me. But there I was, and then uh, proceeded to watch football until. Uh, I had to pick my wife and daughter up at the airport. Then I came home and watched more football. And that was my the entirety of my New Year's Day, as it tends to be. All right, well, we have got a whole lot of stuff to cover in the second half. We have some some breaking news on the independent comedy front and on the stand-up front. We've got some, some new open mics coming online. Annalicia has a science and a China update for us. We're going to get to that, and of course, we'll also have uh, uh, the comedy rundown. So let's uh, let's listen to a little bit of Steely Dan to work out the half hour. We'll be back. <laughs> told you all last week that while we of course love and miss the great james brown and it will always be james brown friday in our hearts for 2019 we were going to move on and put the friday focus on another musician so welcome to impolite company's wind down friday which is now also herb alpert friday that's right we'll uh our, uh, our return bumper music will be a different Herb Alpert tune from Now Until I Get Bored of It, or Bored With It. Wrong preposition there. You are listening to Impolite Company's Wind Down Friday. I am your host, Yale Hollander. My co-host, Annalicia Coker, is here. Hey! And uh, we, uh, we got sidetracked on a, uh, a fascinating compare and contrast between... Harry Chapin's Taxi and Dan Fogelberg's Another old Lang Syne um, for most of the first half of the hour. And then we got sidetracked during the break talking about our voice crushes um, and uh, a, with a, a special focus on uh, National Public Radio. Uh, and uh, I want to say that even though we are a radio show and we do broadcast on the am band um if you're looking for a new year's resolution to make please support your local public radio station wherever it happens to be or now you know what even with the advent of the internet and you can get everybody's public radio station you know maybe pick one uh, somewhere else and, and support that too um i uh i'm a big fan of three of course our local kwmu here KBIA, which is uh, in Columbia, and that's the uh, public radio station that I grew up with. And then I'm also a big fan of WBGO out of Newark, uh, which is 24 uh, seven jazz. So uh, gotta love that. And you know, it wouldn't be the uh, Bibbidi bobbity Adult Jazzy Radio Hour unless I plugged another jazz radio station. So uh, yeah, uh, and and maybe throw a few uh, shekels here and there at PBS as well. Uh, They are a good way to get your news without a whole lot of the noise. Uh, And then all, of course, the uh, cultural programs, which will make you seem smart at cocktail parties when you talk about all the shows that you pretend to watch on PBS.
1: Uh, Random interjection. There used to be a roller rink in Festus, where I'm from uh and uh called spinning wheels and they closed and the it said all night skate saturdays but then like the e fell off so it was like all night scat and i was always like chitty boop 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 roller skate
0: or i'm I'm glad that's the direction you went with it could have gone gross it could have been gross yeah yes very much so but uh we're the bibbity bobbity jazz hour here yeah so okay well um Next week, uh, I'm going to have to find some, uh, oh, I know what I'm going to play for our outro bumper music next week. There's a, uh, a great clip from, I want to say it was the 1974 Grammy Awards with Mel Torme and Ella Fitzgerald Ooh. doing a scat battle. I'm going to find that and get a clip from that, and uh, maybe that'll be our, uh, our out-to-break music next week before our next Herb Alpert tune. To- News from the St. Louis comedy scene. We will, of course, do the rundown at the end of the hour. But uh, wanted to uh, welcome uh, a new mic, a new open mic to the scene. And uh, welcome back a, uh, a, an old friend uh, that is returning, an old weekly mic uh, that is returning. Open mics, of course, are uh, opportunities for a bunch of comics to get up, do four to five minutes of material, Uh, usually working out new stuff or perfecting old stuff. Um, But it's a good way for the general public to get a broad sampling of the comedy stand-up comedy offerings that are available in this town. Uh, We talk about some of them uh, during the rundown. But anyway, I'm babbling. I want to say welcome and congratulations to... The Flyover Comedy Festival Sunday night open mic. That is going to be the first Sunday of every month starting this Sunday, January the 6th. That will be at Handlebar in the Grove. Uh, Our beloved Tina D. Ball is going to host that. Uh, That will be at 9 p.m. So that's going to be the first Sunday of every month at Handlebar. That is an open mic that is sponsored by um, the good people of the flyover comedy festival uh, which invades our fair city every november so looking forward to that and then we have the return after a few months hiatus of helium comedy club saturday late night mike now uh, this is uh, an open mic that is held at a comedy club but it is uh, in the spirit of independent comedy in that it is going to be hosted every week by a local comic, and it is going to feature exclusively uh, local comics. For those of you who do not know uh, how this mic operated, it is what they call a bucket-style mic, where when the comics walk in the door, they put their name on a slip of paper. That slip of paper goes into the bucket. The host will then pull names at random, so you never know when you're going to get on. Um, and in most cases, everybody will get on as opposed to some of the, the club mics around town where it's what they call a booked mic, where you have to sign up in advance and then they select the lineup uh, every week. Um, This one, you never know if and when you're going to get on. It's a good time. It's going to be Saturday nights in the Garage Bar at Helium Comedy Club, 10.30 p.m. Um, I believe that starts next week, uh, the 12th. Uh, Yeah, January the 12th that starts. And then... Uh, the last Saturday of every month, uh, the club will actually book uh, some longer-term performers, so some folks that have done the mic over the past month. They'll grab a handful of them. Uh, you'll have a headline, you'll have a feature. You'll have a host doing an extended set. So it's, uh, that that show in the past has been a lot of fun. So we thank Helium Comedy Club for giving our, our local independent comics another opportunity to to stretch their muscles and, and have themselves a big old sloppy good time late on the Saturday. It's a it's a good hangout, even if you're not a comic, come and watch that show. It's free to get in. Um, have yourself a beverage and uh, enjoy the comedy stylings. Um, Monalisa, you are doing the yeah. Compass Open the the Compass Improv. Yeah, You've so got that going on? What, yeah. What's up with that? Uh,
1: so Compass. Uh, is a, a nonprofit. Our goal is to spread improv throughout the St. Louis region. Uh, and we have, the, of course, the festival every October. Uh, but we've been having a show uh, a, one Saturday a month called the Royal Rumble. It's a short form jam or short form competition. Uh, six contestants, and then uh, the audience votes. And this is actually the last show before uh, the big rumble, which will be the last six months of contestants next month, will uh, take the stage for a mighty rumble.
0: So this is like almost the Super Bowl of... Of improv. Yeah. It's, and, and you're running it.
1: I'm running the show. I dress up like the queen for the Royal Rumble, and I have, like, a throne chair, and I do dumb bits. Last time I, like, drank a bunch of wine on stage, but it was actually, like, juice. Uh, juice it,
0: that had been fermented.
1: <laughs> uh Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time. So, uh, this, this week, uh, on Saturday, 10 PM main stage at the improv shop, uh, it'll be super fun. We've got a good cast. I did a, I split it evenly between three men and three women and three experienced players and three students at the shop. So it should be really fun to kind of see, uh, what happens.
0: This is an egalitarian, uh, occasion.
1: Well, you know, I, Even I, though it's
0: got the word royal in it, it is truly for the people.
1: It is. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a benevolent ruler.
0: Fantastic. So I don't know. <laughs> you uh, also recently uh, wrapped up a, uh, a a stint on a delightful show that I had the privilege of seeing uh, this past Saturday night at the improv shop. Tyke writers. It was hilarious.
1: Oh, I'm so happy that you went. It was and you a, liked it.
0: It was silly. It was somewhat sloppy, but in the best way. Talk about your unscheduled cameo. I I, I can't really do it justice when you kind of came out and. and oh. <laughs>
1: Uh, we had a little bit of an, well, so the whole show is called Tyke Writers, like Typewriters, but with Tykes, uh, where everything was written by us as children. Uh, and there was a bit of a glitch with the tech and somebody wasn't ready, so I felt the need to just go out there and I was like, hi, I'm Annalisa Coker, I wanted to, whatever, I wanted to, I didn't, I don't, uh, I said, I don't know what I said.
0: You didn't get very far into it before the, uh. (laughs) The technical issue was resolved, and you were ushered off stage. <laughs> I I at first did not know if it was a planned bit or what because there seemed to be a couple of technical glitches that just seemed to be too strategically placed in there, and everybody was laughing as if they were in on the joke. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, I think I said I had big dreams when I was a kid, lights off, me, different music, usher off the stage.
0: It was fun. It's 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 hard to describe, <laughs> but you know when I say it was it was sloppy, I do not mean that in a derogatory way. I mean it was loose, it was casual, it was a lot of fun. Everybody had big laughs. Some of the, but it was also alarming as to how insightful and smart so many of the people in the show were at frighteningly young ages. And the, you could just see the the, the creative bloom there. Um, just a really impressive show. A lot of fun. Uh, it made me very happy. Aww. Yeah, it was it was great. Um, speaking of big old sloppy fun, I was on a show uh, this past Wednesday night at the Heavy Anchor called Run the Joes. Uh, this is a uh, show. It is called that because, obviously, it's a take on Run the Jewels. But uh, it, it was uh, founded and is hosted by local comedian Joe Murray. Um, he uh, has uh, had there's been at a couple of venues so far. I think it started at the improv shop, but now it's, now it's at the Heavy anchor. And uh, it's a monthly show. and basically it's Joe and five comics uh, that he picks. and all of us are on stage simultaneously. There's, you know, uh, uh, six chairs so everybody everybody has a seat and then you know whoever is up there's two microphones up there every each individual comic gets up and does five minutes of their material uh, to give the audience kind of an idea as to what their personalities are and and kind of how they how they act and perform and all of that meanwhile the audience uh, are given note cards and pens to write down topics questions whatever is on their mind. Those are collected by Joe, and then after everybody has done their stand-up sets, audience members' card is picked at random, although it's really not random because Joe reads through them and decides which ones he thinks are going to be the biggest setup for for funny stuff. And uh, he will call on the person who submitted the card, and they pick two comics, and then the topic or question or whatever is read, and then the comics have three minutes together to riff on whatever that subject is and try and come up with material so uh this show was um obviously joe murray uh i was on it uh tommy Mosslander was on it a very funny young man uh meredith hopping was on it ron finger our good friend ron finger was on it and charlie winfrey uh was on it as well and so uh it was very obvious uh, very early on that um, Meredith and Ron are kind of the polar opposites. And so the audience loved pairing them together uh, to do their thing. And uh, it, was, uh, it was very entertaining, both from the material that was being presented and the interactions and the chemistry with the audience. It was, it was just hilarious. Um, so I had a good time. So thank you. Uh, to Joe Murray for having me on. Um, I got paired up uh, with with Tommy Mosslander uh, on one occasion, and uh, for those of you who don't know who Tommy is, uh, which is probably um, some of you, I'm guessing Tommy is 20 years old and he looks like he's 12. And of course, I'm the I'm the 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 elder statesman uh, of the group. Certainly not the longest tenured, but the oldest uh, of this particular group. Uh, so at one point during our joint time on stage, I actually um, had to threaten to send Tommy to his room and ground him for two weeks. So that Aww. was kind of fun. Yeah,
1: Tommy's going to be on the Royal Rumble, BT-Dub. There
0: you go. There you go. So, uh, yeah, his uh, his arc has definitely been on the upswing lately, um, a relatively new comic. But uh, he has uh, managed to to get his hooks in. Both, uh, not both. Uh, in uh, he's kind of a triple header because he does some improv, mm-hmm, yes. he does sketch, and of course he does stand up. So that that's cool. So that was that was a lot of fun. Um, just to kind of give you all a head start on uh, what's coming up a week from tonight, uh, my show Coffee Break moves to the Monocle, one of the crown jewels. Uh, of the Grove District right there on Manchester Avenue on the western end of uh, the strip that is known as the Grove, just east of Kings Highway. That's next Friday, uh, January the 11th at 8 p.m. We've got Sam Lyons of The Lion's Den, who will be in on Monday. Uh, He is going to uh, do a guest set. We've got John Venogoni as our feature comedian. And the delightful Angela Smith is our headliner. $7 in advance online. Go to monoclestl.com. Get your tickets there. Uh, 10 bucks at the door. Uh, the Monocle is a cabaret-style showroom. It is a delightful, delightful room. Uh, big stage, very wide stage, uh, very wide but shallow um, floor that is set up cabaret-style, comfy seats, uh, tables Uh, very conveniently placed to hold your craft cocktail or your non-alcoholic beverage, of which the Monocle specializes in both. Uh, And everybody is close to the stage. Uh, It's just a a great time. It's an intimate atmosphere. They're going to have live DJs uh, in the front bar after the show, so stick around after the show. That is Coffee Break at Monocle next week. Annalisa, we've already talked about the Compass Royal Rumble which you are chairing and running but now it is time for the wind downs comedy rundown roundup for this coming week tonight this is a huge show in both volume and impact i believe anyway this uh, is going to be An incredible moment in St. Louis independent comedy history. Tonight at 8 p.m. at the Heavy Anchor for the very reasonable price of $5, you can be in the audience for the very first The Future is Female Comedy Showcase. This is a 100% female show. Uh, Meredith Hopping is going to be your host for that show. And on the bill is Lauren Peterson, fairly new comic, does some bits with a ukulele, writes some very clever songs. Carly Lawrence, of course, a friend of our sister show, St. Louis Live, also co-host of the St. Louis Blues uh, home games. Hillary Anger, the joking professor from Wash U, uh, she's on the bill. Uh, Janelle Lardazabel, a uh, really new comic, very funny. Uh, you can see her quite a bit at the uh, open mic at the improv shop. Kate Barton, again, um, she's got about a year in now, I guess. Kate has been a, a, a delightful um, momic, shall I say. She's a mom, she's a comic, uh, but she's so much more than that. Ella Fritz, what can we say, frenetic, delightful, former child pageant star. Purdy B, uh, who has uh, burst onto the scene with great fanfare and bombast. She's on that show. Michaela Moore, who has made a more than triumphant return to the stand-up scene after uh, kind of a recharging period. Uh, She is a force to be reckoned with, uh, an outstanding comic, uh, a good friend of mine. Uh, one of my comedy role models, she will be on that show. Molly Ambergy, who hosts an incredible podcast, Casually Molly. Uh, she is new to the area from Cincinnati, only been here about a year. Um, a dynamo on stage, very funny. Uh, Jamel Jones, um, who I don't know a whole lot about, but I have heard uh, that, that she is uh, extremely funny. And then Angela Smith who you all know and love from prior appearances on this show. Tina D-Ball, who just does everything in the comedy community. She's hosting that new Fly Over Mike. She's on that show, A Regular at Helium, where she won uh, St. Louis's Funniest Person this year. Co-host of the Slop City podcast, which you absolutely must listen to, uh, as well as another podcast, uh, Where Did You, quote-unquote, Bless Up, with Jeremy Essig. Um, she is on that lineup as well. You don't want to miss that show; it's going to be dynamite. So that's at the heavy anchor tonight, eight PM, five bucks. Tomorrow night, comedy showcase at the shop, as it is every week at eight fifteen PM at the Improv Shop for a ten dollar ticket. You are going to see Matthew Barnes, who uh, is back on the comedy scene after a little bit of time off. Matt Wayman, uh, law student, new father. Excellent comic. Kenny Kynes, one of the godfathers of the scene and, co- and co-creator and co of the show, Rafe Williams, has advised there will be a special mystery guest set. It's so mysterious that he won't even tell me in privacy what it is. I can give him attorney-client privilege, technically, and he still won't tell me. So you definitely want to come out for that improv shop Saturday night at 815. Sunday. As I indicated before, the flyover open mic at Handlebar, 9 p.m., Tina D. Ball hosts. Going to be a great time. Monday night, you've got open mics at the Improv Shop at 8 p.m., Heavy Anchor at 10. Those are free shows. Go out, see see those shows, see our local comics in their natural habitat. Wednesday night, wildcard comedy open mic at the Crow's Nest at 10.30 p.m., and Thursday night, Free Comedy Thursday at Southtown Pub. That lineup has yet to be released. Uh, Chris Denman books that show in most cases. Sometimes he will uh, defer to Chris Sear on that. Every now and then he even lets me book it, although it's been a while. Hint, hint, Chris, who I know is listening to this show right now. No, he's not. And then that brings us to next Friday, So where we will have a fresh set of shows to talk about on the Roundup. Anything else cool going on on the improv scene on Alicia?
1: Um, well, play, uh, Players League takes its new uh, time slot. It used to be on Tuesdays, uh, but now it will be Thursdays opposite Harold Knight at the improv shop uh, starting at 8.15. Ooh, so.
0: Harold Knight. Didn't he portray Ted Baxter on the uh, Mary Tyler Moore show? Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I thought. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's exciting. That's a, that's a big thing uh, that's going on. Uh, now I think that's a new, it's a new thing.
0: You're up to date on everything going on in the stand-up and the improv scene in St. Louis, which means that it is time to wind up the wind down for Annalisa Coker. I'm Yale Hollander saying, "Take it away, Chairman." <laughs> Tangerine, she. As bright as flame, tangerine, when she dances by, senorita stare and caballero
1: sigh. And
0: I have seen toast to tangerine, raising every bar across the Argentine. All on the run. But her heart belongs to, just
1: her heart belongs to tangerine. Tangerine.
0: You're listening to WGNU Saint Louis, operating on nine twenty AM and K two nine five C Q on one oh six point nine FM.